Welcome to the F&B Podcast. I'm Sahith. And I'm Aria. Today, we'll be continuing our discussion about the death penalty, which we started in part one. However, we'll be taking a different approach to explain the roots of our beliefs regarding that death penalty. We will do this by elaborating on an extremely deep topic known as free will and how it, or its lack thereof, impacts the way we humans live our lives. So do you want to start by explaining some of some? So basically, we have to explain free will, because for people who don't know what it is, like understanding anything that we say in this episode will be like really hard and everything we say will seem like complete, like BS, essentially. And it so, probably still will, even after you understand. Yeah, it's, it's mind- really mind changing, life changing and mind blowing. So. so do you want to start by explaining it or should I start? It's up to you. So free will is often, it's, it's, a, it's a topic of debate, uh, a very popular one. But basically, I'm going to tell you the definition of free will based on Merriam-Webster. So it's a noun, and it says the definition is voluntary choice or decision. That's the first definition. Or a second definition is freedom of humans to make choices that are det- not determined by prior causes or by divine intervention. So we'll mainly be discussing the first definition of which is voluntary choice or decision. So when we say that, so let's just put our claim out there. Our claim is that free will is an illusion. So really people do not have free will. And just based on the definition I've given you, you might be completely shocked and it probably makes no sense, but as we progress in this episode, and as we explain later on, that we'll explain our claim with using evidence and reasoning uh, to say why free will is an illusion. So, yeah, that's my that base, most basic definition. And are you can give some examples of uh, free will and what people think it is, give examples of what people think it is, and give examples of why it doesn't exist. And we can kind of go from there right so like as you said uh the illusion of or free will as many people believe is uh the the idea that we as humans and individuals have the the conscious ability to to choose the outcome so if i was to come to a road and there's it splits off into two paths free will states that I have the decision to take whichever path I want. Um, This has actually been found to be false. And depending on whatever path you take, that path is already scripted sort of because of your genetic composition and um, atomic composition. So to elaborate a little more on this, say we take like a homeless man, people that believe in free will would say, this homeless man was just a regular guy. He started off just like us, but he decided to be lazy. He decided to not go to school. He decided not to be serious and look where he is. Because of his own decisions, he's ended up here. This is actually a false claim or a false belief. Not only is it like judging people, but in fact, this this homeless man may have a genetic composition that does not allow him to have the capacity of someone that's maybe a millionaire and very successful. So therefore, this homeless man kind of didn't have the cards dealt to him necessary to be successful from the start. So it's almost like he his fate of being 
homeless was predetermined. And like, I know that this sounds like fate and all that sounds like very, you know, like divine and all that. But in fact, the belief of free will goes against physics, meaning what we're saying right now, that free will is not real and everything has basically been scripted and we're all just atoms reacting into a scenario is actually supported by physics and science. And so there's been multiple studies to prove this and experiments, but one of the most significant ones was done by a scientist named Benjamin Labette. And he demonstrated how free will and conscious, conscious like decision-making is actually not a real thing. So it's a bit of a confusing experiment. Well, first, before you go on, we have to distinguish that at least I don't think that consciousness is a illusion. Yeah. But again, as I stated, um, uh, free will, I think is, a, I believe is a illusion because well, as we'll say, but I don't think consciousness is because. Oh yeah. Yeah. So just to clarify. So yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Okay. yeah. So basically this, the study, like I was saying, it's kind of confusing, but I'll do my best to explain it. <clears throat> so this, this, um, Labette had people come in and he would hook them up using an EEG. And so those that you don't know, that don't know what EEG is, I believe it's in for electrical something, cephalogram or something. It It's basically some uh, study that hooks up a device to someone's head. And then like this device graphs electrical impulses that are sent in our brain. And these impulses are only sent when our brain has decision-making to do. And so he used this uh, EEG and he hooked it up to his participants and he would sit them uh, at a screen with a keyboard and the keyboard has uh, maybe let's say like four, four keys, uh, one, two, three, four being respectively are the keys. And he would flash a random image with no correlation on the, on the screen and give the participants like time, like 30 seconds or so to, to assign the image on the screen, one of the four keys. So remember the keys are just like random one, two, three, four, not even letters. So for an example, he would sit you at like a screen connected to a keyboard with the options of pressing one, two, three, four. And he would show you a picture of an apple and he would give you time to like select what, what number one, two, or three, four corresponds to the apple the best. And so obviously this experiment was designed this way because there is no right answer. So this would be the best and most effective way to prove if, if the results showed that humans could actually make their own decisions because there's no right answer. There's no conformity answer. You make your own decision. But his studies found that. So on average, people answered after like 10 or 12 seconds after, you know, thoroughly going through a thought process and consciously coming to a decision as so it seemed. However, the, uh, the EEG scan showed that seven seconds prior to the people actually answering and assigning the image, either one, two, three, four, their brain had already sent out signals that had already subconsciously like implanted a decision for them. So let's say the doctor like or the, the scientist flashes like a picture of like a banana on the screen. And after like 12 seconds, I pick number three just because I feel like I, I made that decision consciously. In fact, my brain subconsciously had sent out signals seven seconds before I answered that had already predetermined that I was going to choose whatever, four, I think I said, or whatever, three, I don't know. So basically the overall findings of this study show that 
humans have no conscious ability making like so as you said obviously consciousness is real we both believe in consciousness but like decision making in consciousness is actually a part of the belief of free will and it it's been demonstrated to be false it's so it's almost like humans in general are just atoms that are just reacting in like a huge system and it's already been scripted we're not consciously making these decisions as as the study showed these people were just going with what their brain like subconsciously ingrained into them and so now the question a deeper question would be why did the brain ingrain this this again as i said briefly just because of someone's genetic makeup so every decision you make is affected by this makeup so that's kind of main example of the finding of why free will is like not not to be considered as accurate so do you have anything else to say about that or do you want to yeah, so basically to make it a little simpler for people who are kind of confused, because this is a quite confusing topic. And as we said before, life changing, and it opens, you're going to view life in the world in a much, in a different way. And we'll actually expand on that way, but on that different way, which you'll be in which you, when you believe that free will is an illusion, you'll be seeing things much differently and viewing life much differently than when you did believe that you had free will. But just to put it simply, the fact that you don't know what you are going to think next, and you can't help but think it, just shows that you really don't have the ability to, as the definition, as per the definition, that you don't have the ability to make a choice or decision. Because you are going to think something which you don't even know you are going to think and you can't help thinking it. So that's kind of the simple way of putting it. And also now we can kind of discuss, um, actually, yeah, we can kind of discuss the dangers, however, of lack of free will and kind of connected to the death penalty. But before I go into that, I just want to quickly add that the people on death row just have they have a combination of bad genes bad parents bad environment none of which these people could control of course yet people they're put on death row because it's almost as if they have the ability to make their decision so now that you might be thinking well then punishment at all should we not have punishment at all? Because then it's, if it's all based on no decision, it wasn't their fault by any means. And why have punishment? Why punish them? So we'll kind of, we're going to lead into that topic now. So, but before we do that, let's just give a few examples. Uh, Wait, do you want to talk about fatalism first? Like the lack of Yeah, that's what I meant. Why don't you give some examples of like the findings? Uh, Remember that we were discussing previously. um, There was some guy. I don't. I forget which state, but he had like a tumor in his head. Yes, you want to just kind of going off what Sahith explained of the whole death penalty and all that. So there was a case in Illinois where a man had murdered a a four year. uh, No, sorry, a ten year old girl, and he pleaded guilty to it, and he was given capital punishment. So he was put on death row to be executed. Um, however, his lawyers as evidence 
they used an MRI scan of him that showed that he had a tumor that was developing and it was like at its peak when he was um, fulfilling these murderous and like um, these, these murderous uh, actions. So basically like it was at its peak when he murdered the girl. And so these lawyers used the idea that free will doesn't exist to kind of plead, plead this man's case by saying, his genetic composition led to him getting this tumor at this time. And that led to him killing the girl. So he had no control over anything. It was determined since he was born. I mean, his genes determined, okay, at, I don't know, at this age, this years, this minutes, this, this seconds, he's, this tumor is going to be at the peak. And this is what caused him to kill the girl. So he had no conscious ability to make any other decision. And so basically, after some pleading, this man was cleared of his charges, and he was obviously um, sent to medical help and a mental facility later. Uh, but he was he escaped the death penalty because the judge realized that this man had no other decision. It was um, he he didn't have a conscious decision on whether or not to kill the girl. It was just ingrained in him because this tumor was just there, and this tumor again, as I said, was traced back to his genetic composition. So. This also kind of leads into the question that Sahith was talking about, like, what's the point of punishment at all? Then why, why don't, why doesn't every criminal just, just get a warning and run free because they can't control it. And so we'll get into that later. Uh, Or do you want to get into this now? Or do you want to talk about fatalism first? And then we can talk about it later. Yeah. So let's just quickly go over fatalism. So the main takeaway from this video, at least on the side of free will, just ignoring the death penalty kind of thing for a minute, but just on the side of free will is that, yes, free will is an illusion, but we must, we have to act as if it is, as if, as if it isn't, because if we don't, then we're going to, there's going to be a lot of problems, as you can imagine, because why try to do anything when any, when everything is uh, already laid out almost almost scripted like your life is almost scripted um just a little side note there is also this idea that maybe life or just the universe isn't scripted but it's being laid down as we go through it so for example like imagine driving down the road and the road is being laid out as you drive down it if you understand what I'm saying, rather than driving down a road and it's already all laid out. So as we play along the script, it's being written out as we play along. So that's kind of a side note. But back to the fact that we should act as if fatal, uh, as if free will is real is because it can lead to a lot of ethical issues as such as the punishment and death penalty issue. And it can also lead to many personal issues and just change human um, humanity and civilization as a whole so yeah so on the point of fatalism if if we truly if we don't act as if free will is real then we'll be thinking that what is the point of doing anything then if it's all scripted out what is the point of even standing even getting up in the getting up every morning and things like that and you want to expand on that yeah so like so like that your another... fate is already predetermined kind of thing so we can't um believe like we can't live like that because yeah. then nothing is going to be accomplished we're never yeah. going to try anything yeah and like no good deeds will be done because 
obviously like as we know people like unless you're like mother Teresa or something I don't know even they everyone does good deeds for like some sort of recognition or validation from outsiders so if if everyone stops believing in free will which as you said is very dangerous then someone doing a good deed like giving homeless man giving a homeless person some money no one is going to applaud you for doing that because they're just going to say it was just predetermined it's nothing special like if I could have been the one that was predetermined today, it's, it would just happen to be you. And so I feel like this, along to like what you said, no one has motivation to do anything anymore because they're like, oh, screw it. You know, whatever happens, happens. I don't have control. If I don't go to school today, it's not like I'll, I won't be a lawyer. I won't be a lawyer anyway, like that. So I think without the belief, so although free will is not, uh, has been proved to uh, not be real. Like what you're saying, the main takeaway for people, like not really to death penalty, but the main takeaway, like philosophy wise, like for people listening to this is like, you need to still believe in it. You need to believe as a free will is not an illusion because that's what's going to progress society. Believing you have the choice to do anything is what's going to progress society. So yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. And it's very, this topic is very complicated because the fact that it has now been discovered that we do, or, and, and there's, I must have to, I have to say this, there is still debate on whether we have free will or not, because the evidence is, it's very scarce, but it's, it's coming about, it's growing. And over a period of time, most people will finally admit that free will is an illusion. But I think this, comp, this topic is so complicated, because it it's almost contradicts itself. So, so like, not contradicts, but it's very weird. So we're like Ari and I have just said that if we don't act, if we don't act as if free will exists, then we will not try to um, try hard or work, uh, wake up every morning and work hard to get uh, to achieve what we want our goals. But the fact that we don't do that is also because of free will. And even if we try to act as if we don't live, as if we have free will is, is because we don't have free will. It's almost already scripted out. So if you, it's, it's really confusing and complicated, but yeah. yeah. So I guess we can go into how it relates to the death penalty. Yeah. So I just have a question for you and like, it's yeah. a huge question. So like, I'm not even expecting you to have like a clear answer. Mm-hmm. So like, as we like kind of touched on before, So now that we've like kind of been enlightened per se, like that free will is not really a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Again, this is a huge question. So now that we know that free will is not necessarily a real thing, what do you believe should happen to the justice system? Like in terms of punishment and all that, like this is a huge question. So if you don't even have an answer, I understand. Um, Well, so this basically just leads into our uh, the, the yeah. death penalty stuff yeah but yeah. in terms of just punishment like uh, like do you think someone rehabilitation like... and stuff like that I think um but there's another question like so even when it comes to rehabilitation like what do you now knowing free will is the point someone's gonna end out end up at the end of their life how they were supposed to end up when they were born so does rehabilitation even change anything? So does the justice... Well, in that sense, rehabilitation is part of the 
free will almost if you get what i'm saying or not the the lack of free will if you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. and this really just sounds like we're saying the entire universe is scripted and it's almost divine in some sense but it really isn't because even it, it's it's just really complicated to explain but let me put it to you this way if you're still think like if you're still confused a lot of people think that if we could go back in time and make a different decision that would change the the so-called quote quote faith of the universe fate of the universe you can't go back and change something by making a different decision like it it doesn't work it's already it, it's already kind of lined out planned out scheduled out so that's kind of what I'm saying. And to get back to your um, question on what to do with punishment, I still think rehabilitation is necessary because it, it's just it's just out of an act of kindness. Forget all the free will stuff. It's just a pure act about it's a pure act of kindness to try and rehabilitate someone who has has bad genes, a bad had bad parents, or a bad environment. You're just trying to get them to have a better life. And, and yeah, uh, this leads me to think about another thing. So what if that rehabilitation is part of their life? Like That's exactly what I was trying to say. Like, yeah. It's part of the lack it's of free them will. It, going it's already to planned jail. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. rehabilitation was yeah. planned. So if you take that away, it's, I don't even this, know what to call what that. We're ta- what we're saying is it just sounds so like fate, like everything has it's, to do with fate. But almost like, like it. A, it's almost like, to me, it's like almost like, this sounds stupid, like really stupid. It's like Doctor <laughs> Strange. Like, I don't know. It's like, he has like a whole timeline of events of someone's life. It's almost like when he, I don't know if you've seen the movie, he takes out one part and it causes chaos. So if someone's lifetime, they, they're born, they go to school, they're, they, they're, they drop out, they commit a crime, they go to jail, and then they get rehabilitated and end up as a good person. If you just look at the start and the end, they're born innocent, they end innocent. It's almost like in that timeline, the whole, the whole going to jail is like planted there. So them becoming a dropout and all that is because of their genetic composition. It's planned there. And so I actually have a question for you based on that. So you know how I was saying before like uh, the script is being written as we go through like literally as we drive through it so do you think that is true or do you think like you said it's already planned out way ahead of time I think it's uh <laughs> well I if I had to make a decision I would think it's planned it's it's not planned out way ahead of time yeah, I, I think it's, I it's being I think written it's, almost I think so obviously your composition like that's already planned obviously because you're born how you're born that can control certain aspects but like you said I think there's development like as you go things get added to your script per se there's not mm-hmm. a completely written as things happen then then stuff happens it's it's, ri- it's being written simultaneously babe. yeah so the yeah. second before you do something that is written a second ahead yeah. kind of, like how like, going back to example when they were choosing one, two, three, or four for an apple. And when I meant like it was subconsciously planted, I did not mean that their brain at birth knew that in 20 years and five months and three days and at 12 PM, they'll be sitting in a lab room and they'll pick one for them. Mm-hmm. I meant like a few seconds, like not even like 
mill like I said like what seven seconds prior like yeah. that small of a time span it's being written out so for me right now in seven seconds maybe I'll click my mouse again that's it's being written out now it wasn't written out when I was born it's like that yeah. it goes like that's what I yeah, believe. Yeah. It happens uh-huh. as we're going and it's mm-hmm. like very small intervals but yes mm-hmm. so in that in that case then I do think that the whole justice system and rehabilitation is needed because it still works because like, as I said, it's like small intervals. So like there's still lots of room for development, even though certain things have been like determined. It's those, those, there's still room for like change. Mm-hmm. And I think it also goes back to the sense of we have to act as if we do have free will, because yeah. otherwise you're led down this deep um, hole of nihilism almost like what's the point of anything. And, stuff like that and I, I think that's truly horrible and something everybody must avoid but in the in what we're talking about it almost is encouraging that or and encouraging that way of thinking but it shouldn't because just knowing the fact that free will is an illusion can cause much can can help in much better ways in many ways and as I stated previously in this episode we're going to discuss like how how that how knowing that free will is an illusion uh, can be very beneficial. So I think I'll just say it now. And that let's take the example. A lot of people hate somebody else for something they did for 10 years or even their entire life. They hate somebody because of something they did. And that is with the knowledge that they had done, they had complete control over what they had done. And this really leads to kind of the death penalty thing. So they believe that the person had complete control of whatever they'd done. They, they made the decision. It was all they had complete control over. So they hate that person for forever or for however long. But if you take into the, um, if you, if you take in cons- into consideration that free will is an illusion, then you get to the point of saying, well, that person really didn't make that decision. Mm-hmm. And again, this sounds really like, it just sounds really weird and just horrible because you can apply this to many other things. Like like what, I, what we're doing right now with the podcast isn't, we're, we didn't make that decision because it's already, it was already, it was kind of scripting out as we lived yeah. our lives. But if we can use the fact that free will is an illusion for things that can benefit us and make us more us as humans more happy and benefit for the well-being of all people then why not use it and then if we can also use it as acting as if free will is not an illusion and as if we have it if we can also use that to benefit our well-being then why not that's kind of my point here so let's say the person actually thought free will was was an um was an illusion the person I'm meaning I'm saying the person who hates the other person let's say he believes now that free will is an illusion then he can find it much easier to forgive to, for exactly to forgive the other person who committed whatever um, crime or whatever horrible thing he can find it way easier to forgive them because it wasn't truly his decision it was almost his fate if you get what I'm saying, it's just yeah. a, it's just his bad genes, bad parenting, bad environment that kind of led to that. 
And also just to add on something else, every horrible person, even Hitler was an innocent three-year-old at one point. So thinking that that person was born, it's really weird because even Hitler was an innocent three or five-year-old at one point who didn't know that he was going to become just some crazy maniac committing mass genocide. So it's really, if you take into consideration that free will is an illusion, then you'll find it much easier to forgive people. But also you should, so use it to your advantage, basically. Use it when it best, when it best benefits you. And yeah, that's basically, so now I get it. I think what you're saying, like, beautifully, like, supports our conclusion yesterday that the death penalty is sort of outdated because, like, as we were talking about yesterday, one of the main reasons that they hold the death penalty is to sort of uh, give the government and the victim's families closure, uh, that knowing that the person who did this is dead. But now knowing that if so, going back to you, or let's say you know now that free will is just an illusion. So, you know, it's fake. If someone was to kill, I don't know, a family member of yours, would it mm-hmm. bring you any closure to see that person killed as well? knowing that they had no decision in doing it. No, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. because, it wouldn't. Because it's also their lack of free will that has them thinking of killing or whatever of the exactly. other person. So I see no reason why. So again, so two things. I see no reason why we can't um, just get rid of the death penalty because for one of the main reasons, getting closure, that doesn't apply to it anymore. It doesn't work. And the second reason, how we stated that it's like a timeline and it's a road being paved out in front of you as you go, that that shows that everyone has an opportunity to be bettered in a way and rehabilitated because it's like little intervals of where it's being destined. So there's still um, room for change and stuff. So I don't see why everyone not or everyone can't just go through that because the death penalty just brings no closure and doesn't really stop anything. So I, I that's my point, at least. Do you what do you think relating to the whole? Yeah, I agree, because also, if we look at the death penalty, it it, it is not even a form of punishment at, at some sense. It's just out of pure hatred and resentment to get rid of that person because they've committed something horrible and horrendous it it is not out of rehabilitation because as we stated in the previous episode killing some there's no way you can rehabilitate someone after killing them but to go back to yeah and i agree with basically what you said but to go back to then why i have to ask you this i have my own answer but let me ask you first and then i'll say my answer why have punishment? I, I think we kind of already addressed this, but let's just expand. Why have any any form of punishment, whether it be torture or let's take even the let, let's take even the less least extreme or the other extreme rather of like a simple being yelled at by your parents? Why why have any of that punishment when it's all when free will you it, you had no ability to control what you did or thought? So. Okay, so we've established that like rehabilitation is still possible, right? Yeah, still. So, so let's just go a little. Why do we need rehabilitation exactly with the new info with knowing that free will is an illusion? Well, no, I could just answer your previous. So, if we if we've established that rehabilitation is possible because like it happens in super small intervals, I think punishment is just a stage of rehabilitation. It's like a 
It's like a branch of rehabilitation. So for rehabilitation to happen, punishment has to happen, but not a punishment or rehabilitation isn't possible. So what I mean is like killing someone is a punishment, but that's not part of rehabilitation because you can't rehabilitate a dead person. Similarly, like torturing a person until they can't speak or walk or making them a cripple and something like that's not part of rehabilitation because they can't get better. But like, like you said, all the way from getting yelled at to paying a fine to serving 40 years in jail that you still have an opportunity to rehabilitate after because you're still alive. So I think that punishment is still needed because it's a step in rehabilitation. But when, when the punishment like is so severe that rehabilitation can't be, can't be, um, achieved that's not even punishment anymore it's just torture and just or just murder basically in a sense you're just murdering the chance of someone to to change even though the genetic composition is saying otherwise they they can still rehabilitate in in minor ways and improve themselves so that's my answer so what's your answer to that question yeah so first i think we have to establish why rehabilitation is still useful and in spite of knowing that free will is an illusion so i think rehabilitation it really can turn around just okay let's just say rehabilitation is good um rehabilitation is good because it can take a person from a bad place and a bad mindset to a good mindset and a good place where they can succeed better okay fine that's good rehabilitation then why do we need punishment? Because punishment is a way of rehabilitating something. But now to, I also ask you this question. The main overarching theme or question rather or answer that we are seeking here is what, what forms of punishment are actually rehabilitating the person? And then is and then I think we basically have clarified that death penalty and uh, solidified that death penalty has is no way in any way helpful for any punishment or reha- I mean rehabilitation. It's just it's nonsense. But um, so what? How should the government rehabilitate someone through punishment, if at all punishment? But how should some? How should the government rehabilitate someone? Yeah, so basically, go ahead. Oh, obviously, like, I think it's a difficult, it's like difficult to draw a line. Like, okay, so obviously, we have one line where it's like ruling off death penalty and like extreme torture to where someone can't operate. But like from there, so ruling those out of the spectrum, the the max, let's say, is like, a, like, a, like an 80 year life sentence of prison. And the minimum is literally getting yelled at. I don't know where the line would be to to say, okay, this is, this is also punishment that, that like makes rehabilitation possible. I think like, see, it's hard to explain because even if someone gets like a, like, I don't know, like an 80 year life sentence and they're, they have like, they get out of jail and like, they have like two years left to live and they're a better person for those two years. That still shows that the rehabilitation worked because they, they changed. It's just that it was just such a long punishment that, that like took off so much time of their life so I don't I don't know where exactly to draw the line like of okay obviously like we know death penalty and but I don't know what like amount of years would would have to the line have to be drawn to say okay this is also excessive because someone could be someone let's say you're sent into jail when you're like 
like 15 because you're like, I don't know. I don't know. You did, you murdered someone. You have an 80 year life sentence. Get off, get out when you're 95. And let's say it's already destined because of your health and stuff. You're going to, you're going to live to like 95 in like two days. If you're a better person for those two days after you get out of jail, before you die, wouldn't you say that the rehabilitation still worked? Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then again, it's a question of, okay, but you have like two, did you really contribute to society in those two days enough for your rehabilitation to be proven or something? I, I don't, it's like hard to draw the line, but yeah. Also, let me ask you this. What, how should the, cause I think also going to prison for 20 years, I don't feel like the government is, I don't think, I also don't feel like their goal is rehabilitation. Even. I don't yeah. think that's what even the, most of them are trying to do. So my question, I guess, is how should we rehabilitate people like through uh, therapy and stuff like that, rather think- than just sitting in a jail cell for 20 years? And then not only do they, maybe they rehabilitate because they're just, they just, I don't even know how, but it's more likely that their brain just fries and it becomes like, they become so stupid. I mean, no offense, but they're probably already stupid if they're in jail, but uh, <laughs> they become even more stupid. If they're just yeah. rotting in a jail cell for 20 years. So what are the better rehabilitations um, or quote punishments uh, that should be, that should take place to help these people? So I'll give like a, I think this is a great topic to, I'll give a general answer right now, but I think we're obviously going to make a part three of this series. And I think we'll really discuss how we can, that, that will be focused on how we can, better the justice system like what you're saying and more topics but basically just just some base things i think jail needs to be less of like like i said like a dungeon like more like less of a place where you're like oh my god i I can't believe i'm gonna spend 20 years it should be more of an opportunity like just like just not even going into details just countries like denmark and norway they have such low crime rates because their jails are just rehabilitation um, centers where they focus on things like yoga and all that so basically my answer is that there definitely has to be punishment, but the punishment doesn't have to be so severe. So that's basically what I'm saying. And I think we can really get into that in the next part as well. Yeah. So we got about a minute left on the timer here. And as I said, yeah. in the previous episode, we I just want to, I just want to say something for yeah. those of you listening, just remember we're high schoolers. So like, we don't have a complete grasp on this. So like, yeah, you're allowed <laughs> to have your important. own opinion. You're allowed to have your own opinion. This is just what we know from our research. So don't think that, oh my God, I, I'm going to, nothing I do like affects anything. Just, just. If you take anything away from any of our episodes, just, to, just think for yourself and go out and research stuff and make your own decisions. Yep. And I think we're basically going to have to wrap this episode up in a little bit of a rush, but we'll see you in the next episode and we'll expand on the things we talked about today. Yep, so thank you we'll see you then. Thanks for watching.